there's a certain misconception in the world. People think that Shoshana requires a lot of work on our part. Yom Kippur, also, we have to work very hard. And having completed Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, so now circus is a vacation. It's a chance to relax. It's a vacation. The Bible must always say, there's no such thing in Torah as a vacation. Every day, every mitzvah, every occasion, is a makam avayda. It requires a certain avayda on our part. Each one presents a certain opportunity for a person to grow. And circus is no different. The atmosphere of circus is very different to the Yom Nirav. The avoid of circus is also very different to the avoid of the Yom Nirav. But circus isn't meant to be a vacation. Circus plays a crucial role in our avoid of Hashem as well. And in a way, the avoider of sukkahs is even an avoider which is more difficult for us to achieve and accomplish than the avoider of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And I say that on good authority. It's brought down to the Vilnagon that his students asked him which mitzvah in his opinion is the most difficult mitzvah saying in the Torah to fulfill properly. And the Vilnagon's fascinating answer was the mit not what we would have thought, but the Gun says the mitzvah of a Samachta Bachagecha. The mitzvah to be Simcha, to feel Simcha for the entire duration of Yamtif. And this the Gun felt was a difficult mitzvah to Makai. And the question is why? Is it so difficult to be besimcha? Is it so hard for a person to enjoy themselves? It's easy. It's enjoyable. Maybe a week of Yom Kippur would be a hard thing to keep up. But a week where the mitzvah is v'samachta. And we told the Chazal how to makayim that v'samachta. To eat good quality foods, rich meats, drink wine. Why is it hard to do? What makes the avoida of sukkahs an avoida which requires preparation? As we now found ourselves at the beginning of Yom Tov. So we have to think what it requires on our part to make in the mitzvah properly. So let's first discuss the danger. Where's the potential pitfall? In the mitzvah of Simcha, the mitzvah of Samachta B'chagach. And if we think about it, we'll see that specifically the setting, when a person is presented with the full array 
of physical delicacies to enjoy. When a person is seated at a table laden with every gastronomic pleasure he can imagine. So yes, a person enjoys himself. On circus that's even fulfilling a mitzvah. But there is the Yetzirah too. And in such a situation, the Yetzirah is going to be there. And it's going to tempt a person in one of three ways. The first, when a person becomes accustomed to enjoying physicality, a person becomes accustomed to the experience of physical pleasure, then it becomes something which is addictive. It becomes something which a person wants more of. And therefore, what could begin as a repast intended to provide Simchus Yomtev begins a descent into hedonism, into gluttony, where a person's interests and direction become bent on fulfilling every physical desire and then creating new forms of physical enjoyment which can tempt the palate, excite the senses, whatever it's going to be. And we find a precedent for this in the Nakh. The Gemara tells us that the cause that brought the ten Shvatim to lose their level of Ruchnius and eventually as a result to be exiled from Eretz Yisrael where they remained exiled right until today was the indulgence in the physicality that Hashem gave them. The wine, the plenty of the land, the riches of the food. Created an atmosphere of hedonism. And that destroyed the Sarasashvat. That's the first danger in involvement with physicality. The second danger, we read about the Nasik's Parsha. When we first told how Kaddish Baruch Hu will offer Klai Yisrael the goodness and the richness of Eretz Yisrael, Chemas Bokor Vachalev Tzayim the fat of the sheep, the cream of the crop, the richness of the produce. And what will that bring to? Vayishman Yeshurun Vayivot. Klai Yisrael, 
will become heady, will become intoxicated with physicality and will bring them to rebel. The second danger of an excess of materialism is it brings a person to abandon his emunah. Or it makes a person conceited enough that he doesn't feel obligated to Hashem. That's the second problem. And then there's the third. And the third is that the atmosphere generated by indulgence in physicality creates an atmosphere of Lezanus. An atmosphere of frivolity. A lack of seriousness. A lack of attaching importance to what's really important in life. And therefore, alcohol, as we know, takes away a person's dice. But the entire experience of looking to satisfy the appetite in a physical sense breeds the avira, the feeling of something not important, something which becomes a springboard for Leitanus, for Carlos Roish. And detracts from a person's seriousness, importance of principle, and because of that, when it came to Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and the atmosphere is one of seriousness, introspection, Yerush Shemaim, one was less affected by these potential pitfalls. It was easier, in a sense, to feel the Hisalus that the Yomim and the Roim provide. Or allow one to experience. But when it comes to Sukkot and the Mitzvah is to sit and enjoy full meals, repasts where we load the tables with the best that we can prepare, and that's the Mitzvah of Yom Tov. The Semach is with food, is with drink, is with Basar V'yayin. So then how does one prevent Sukkot becoming a time which remains only a yamta for physical gratification and chas v'shalom with all the potential negatives that can come as a result of that 
as opposed to circus being an opportunity for a person to feel elevated, uplifted. And indeed, the Gemara already points this out. We know that Chazal instituted an Isser of working during Haramoid. And the Gemara Moed Cotton brings the opinion of one of the Amaraim. And he says, if it was up to him, he would repeal that Takana. People should go to work. Why? And he explains, the reason for Chazal's Takana was because Chazal envisioned the Yom Tif, where people would spend the week of Sukkot, Oichlim, Vishaisim, Vaoiskim Batayra. They would eat, they would drink, and then Torah. And already in the time of the Amoraim, the Samara tells us that in his time people would be Oichrim Vishaisim, they would, yes, they would eat, they would drink, they would still make the most of the physical side of Yom Tov, but Upay Chazim. It became an experience of frivolity. Meaninglessness. It didn't translate into Oiskin Batar. And therefore he said he would feel it's better that people should work. Then that Yom Tov should be a cause for idleness. As you know the mission tells us in service that that very idleness becomes a springboard, a breeding ground for Chet. Indeed, the Gemara says in Kedushin that the regal is a sacral of the shat, the weak point of the year, is Yamim Taivim, when people, in the name of Simchus Yamtuf, are looking for ways to amuse themselves, to occupy themselves, and that itself either becomes a preoccupation of looking for physical enjoyment. Uchas v'shalom. A springboard for frivolity. Uchas v'shalom even worse. It leads to a rejection of Hashem. That's the challenge. V'samachta b'chagecho. We meant to celebrate and enjoy Yom Tov but in a way which raises us up, not in a way which drags us down. How are we going to do that? This is the Avoidah of Sukkot. More than any other Yom Tov, Sukkot, we have a mitzvah of Simcha, and therefore specifically on Sukkot, we have to plan how the simcha that we're intending to experience Ezra Hashem should not be affected by the various bad midas that could find fertile breeding ground on the soil of simcha. What's the answer? So I'd like to share with you what you said. 
the Navi tells us that one of the greatest triumphs in the career of David Amalekh, one of the happiest days in his life, was the day where he escorted the Arnakodesh up to Yerushalayim. In all the years it had been wandering, he was eventually bringing the Arnakodesh to its final resting place. Yerushalayim. And indeed, it's concealed, but until today, the Arna Kodesh never again left Yerushalayim. And David Amalekh, in the first Tachnosis of Torah we know of, wants to invite the entire Jewish nation to participate in the Simcha. He does. He invites all of Klai Israel to participate in the parade. And during the festivities of bringing the Aranakodesh to Yerushalayim. And in honor of the occasion, David Amalek wants to make a Suras Mitzvah. A Suras Mitzvah to which he wants to invite the entire Jewish people. They were all a chalik of the Mitzvah. They all came from all over Israel to be a part of the celebration. David wants them to be included in the Surah's Mitzvah too. But, which arena, which location, which venue is big enough to host the entire Jewish nation? There isn't one. So instead, David comes up with a different plan. And instead of inviting all the Jewish people to his palace to celebrate the Surah Mitzvah there, that wouldn't have been possible. David does the opposite. The Basak tells us that he distributes to each family of Klai Yisrael who came to participate in the Simchus, bring the Arna Kodesh to Shalayim, he distributes to each one loaves of bread, a barrel of wine, a large amount of meat. And that way, every person in their own house could make a Simcha, could make a festive meal to celebrate the Arna Kodesh coming to Shalayim. What connection does David Amalek have to everyone's individual soda? The answer is, it's the royal kitchen, which is paying for everyone's food. And therefore, the entire Klai Yisrael, even if they're not all assembled under one roof, but the, Klai, the entire Klai Yisrael, wherever they may be, are essentially guests at David Amalek's time. He's providing the food. They're celebrating his simcha. So yes, they may not be in the same location, but they guess at his table. The Gemara says, in Beit Sondaf Tazai, 
that on Rosh Hashanah, Kodesh Baruch determines all the money a person is going to make over the course of the coming year. With the exception of money which is spent on food for Yom Tov and for Shabbos. When it comes to spending money on food for Shabbos or for Yom Tov, Sakadish Baruch says, Benu, Beni, my children, Levu alai vani poireya. I'm going to pay you back. The expenses for the service of Shabbos and Yom Tov are on me. Why dafka this mitzvah? We don't find the expenses of buying tefillin or arvaminim. Hashem says it's on me. Dafka the service of Shabbos and Yom Tov. And what's the reason for that? Because at every Shabbos and Yom Tov Seder, we are likewise guests at Hashem's table. There isn't a venue big enough that the entire Klaishal can gather to be guests there. Everybody celebrates Shabbos and Yom Tov in their own homes. But we nevertheless guests at Hashem's table because the food is coming from the real kitchens. He's the one who's giving us the food to celebrate the Sunnah. It's a new perspective. On Shabbos and Yom, to think of yourself as a guest. Hashem is picking up the bill. Hashem is being the host. In the time of the Beis Hamikdash, when Klai Yisrael will converge on Yerushalayim to celebrate the Regalim there, so the mitzvah to eat meat on Yom Tov meant the meat of the Korban Shlomim. There too, the animal is sacrificed, its blood is sprinkled on the Mizbech, and the majority of the meat is given back to the owner to eat himself. But not just like meat he would buy from a butcher store. The Gemara says that one was given meat to eat from the carbon. It was Mishulchan Gavoya Kozachu. You've been allocated a portion from Hashem's table. You're eating Kachim, you're a guest. When Klai Yisrael came up to the Beis Amikdash for Shavuos, for Pesach, for Sukkot, the Yom Tov Surahs they ate. The meat of the Chagigas and the Shlomim. Mishokhan Kavayah Guests are Hashem's table. A good guest may very much enjoy the food that's served to him. But he knows he's a guest. The host is sitting there. It's a bad guest who makes the most of cramming himself with the food that he can and ignoring that there's a host. Running his own conversation, doing his own thing on the other side of the table.
This is the critical difference. Indulgence leads to an addiction to indulgence. Indulgence can lead to an over-conceitedness which causes a person to forget Hashem. An atmosphere of eating and drinking and making merry produces an atmosphere of letzalness. When the focus is on the food, But when a person is able to think of himself as a guest, then the opposite happens. Because the more one enjoys what he's served, the more it awakens a feeling of gratitude to the one who invited him. What was meant to be the result of What was meant to be the result of Yom So once again, we can say three things. Firstly, the experience of Klai Yisrael coming to the Beis HaMikdash. And witnessing the Avaidah. And bringing Karbanas. The meat of which Karbanas became the Asuras Yamtaf. The Pasuk says, coming up to the Beis Migdash was a lesson in Yerushimai. We were told to come to Beis Migdash, the man, till Madli Yira, you're going to learn how to fear Hashem. Yira needs to be learnt. Yira needs the person to witness somebody who is Yerush So you can emulate him. The experience of coming to the base of Mikdash taught people Yerush The effect of a Siddhis Yantav is meant to bring to Dvekas. Is meant to bring to Avas Hashem. And it's these three milas which stand in complete contradiction to the negative effects that overindulgence in physicality produces. In place of the feeling of conceitedness that a person rejects Hashem, Simchas Yamtov is meant to bring to Yerushalayim more of a feeling of the majesty of Hashem in place of the potential Yetzirah that eating will bring a person to an addiction to a love for food Simchas Yamtav is meant to bring a person 
And in place of the negative leitzanus, which a setting of focus on gastronomic excess produces Yamtav is meant to bring a person to Vegas. Nagila Venismachabach Vyismachu Bachah Yisrael Makaj Shemach Yamtav brings us to a feeling of happiness with Hashem. For that we need one factor. That the sinners that we enjoy, we feel like guests. And there's a host. And we don't ignore the host. The focus of the conversations on Devratera, on Zmiris, on songs of Halil, And Akar is a tough. I heard from my Meshkech Ravol B'Zichroni Livracha an all too true observation. So if you look at the average person you watch them Davin Shemon Esrei and afterwards you watch them bench after eating. Where do you see more Kavana more devotion. Most people would answer. They see that someone doesn't show nature. But why is that, Astra Volba? Shmona is a Takana de Rabbanan. is a Mitzvah de Raisa. And if that's the case, our level of connection to Birka Samazan should be infinitely greater than our feeling of closeness in Shmonesri. Why don't we see that? Why don't we feel that ourselves when we bench? And Revolba's answer was because when we bench we've just eaten. And eating and distance a person from Hashem. That doesn't mean we meant to spend our days fasting like Yom Kippur. But the way a person eats, and what he's thinking about when he eats, is going to change that effect of his midas that the food is going to have. We said in Rosh Hashanah, when he said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when you return your majesty, your glory to this world, how are we, Klai Yisrael, going to respond? Again, three expressions. Yiru, they'll see. 
But Yira also comes from Mesharish Yira or Fiyah. There'll be a Simcha through Yira Shemai. That's one level of what the happiness of Mashiach's coming will bring. There'll be another level. There'll be a level of happiness in the return of the Shekhinah which will bring a person to Ava Sashem. There'll be a level of happiness which brings a person to closeness, to Dvekus. Every yant is meant to do the same. Enhance Hayira and bring a person to a feeling of Ava, to a feeling of Dvekus. The problem is when instead of Yira, Yom Tov and its surrounding festivities cause one to reject Hashem. And instead of Avas Hashem tempting the palate with new and more exotic and more unusual flavors brings to an Avas Olam and instead of Dvekus, drinking and excessive eating brings a person to Kalas Rosh. Mindlessness. The lesson of Sukkos. The mitzvah of Sukkos. The difficult mitzvah, like the Goan said. V'samachta b'chagecha. We meant to be happy. We meant to enjoy. But in a way which brings us to the Yismuchu Bacha Yisra. That the result of the happiness, we feel more connected to Hashem. It's an avoided difference to Yom Kippur, where the only company a person has is his Machsa. These challenges don't arise. But why is it such a critically important abode for us? Here we get to the depth of what I wanted to explain. Abode said there's a deep principle here. And that is, what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu want Klai Yisrael to have? Had HaKadosh Baruch Hu envisaged what Klai Yisrael would have? That Klai Yisrael would have nothing and would have to cry for every morsel of bread? No, of course not. Like the Psukim say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought us to an Eretz Zavas Cholavudvash, a land of richness, a land of plenty. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to shower Baruch on Klai Yisrael. That we should enjoy the richness of the world. The problem begins when we misuse that. When we're given all that bracha, it becomes the catalyst for conceitedness, for disinterest in the mitzvahs, or for an over-eagerness 
to find satisfaction and more and more physicality. Then Akadish Baruch has no option, he has to take it away. But what does Akadish Baruch want for us? What's your most Hamashiach going to look like? When yes, HaKadosh Baruch gathers us all back. And he brings us all back to Eretz Yisra. And then, Ve'ichra eschele va'aretz. Then HaKadosh Baruch wants us to enjoy all the richness of the brachas he wants to give us. It's a possible, a recurring three theme throughout the Nevi'im. I'm just going to quote you one or two examples because we read them in the recent Aftaris. On Aftar of Rosh when it talks about Mizara Yisrael Yekhabtenu, the one who scattered Kai Yisrael will bring them back. And the Navi describes how Hashem will gather them all together. Kahal Godal Yashivayna, a large multitude of people which will come back to Eretz Yisrael when the Gola will come. And Hashem says, I'm going to satisfy them. With wine, with grain, with oil. And say, I have to tell you for that. They'll eat, they'll be satisfied. That's the situation HaKadosh Baruch Hu ideally wants. We in Klai Yisrael are loaded with bracha. When the storehouses are full, we in Klai Yisrael have the opportunity to enjoy everything in this world which is meant for them. But the lesson to learn is how to be besimcha. How to enjoy without it ruining us. How to conduct the Siddhas Yom Tov, where we can partake of everything which we've made the covered Yom Tov. We satisfy ourselves with all the delicacies which it's a mitzvah to eat on Yom Tov. But that becomes a springboard for growth and not a setting for sinking into physicality. That's the avoid of Sukkot. To learn how to be besimcha in a way which is a simcha shal mitzvah. And why this is critically important to us is because that's the preparation we need to do for Mashiach. When Yemaisa Mashiach comes, and Hashem wants to bring us back all the bracha which is taken away from us, we have to know how to enjoy, how to celebrate, in a way which is going to elevate us. Yemaisa Mashiach is not going to look like Yom Kippur. Yemaisa Mashiach is going to look like Sukkot. That's why in Sukkot there's so much reference, whether in the, in the Haftarahs, in the Hashanahs, in the Davening, 
Because this is the example of what Mashiach will look like too. But it's more than that. This is our training ground. If you can use Sukkot to show that we know how to appreciate Hashem's bracha, it's not going to turn us against Him. It's not going to distance us from Him. It will draw us closer. It will enhance our dvekas. Then we can show Hashem we're ready for Mashiach too. And therefore, Sukkot, as we began, is not a vacation. There are days of Avoida. Avoida which is good. Avoida which is enjoyable. Avoida which is uplifting. But it's a critically important Avoida. Because in this way we show Hashem that if we can use Sukkot as an opportunity too to get closer to Him, Then we can say, HaKadosh Baruch, we're ready for Mashiach. And all the good that you promised us, that you're going to bring when Mashiach will come, we've learned how to enjoy a Simcha Shal Mitzvah. We've learned how to use the meat and the wine and the brachas of the physical to come out with the result of a chen sadikim yiru v'yismachu v'yisharim y'aloizu v'chasidim berina yagilu. Good yantif.